Welcome to Retail Nightmares Podcast. My name is Alicia. I had a boss that called me Alicia Toblin. Alicia Toblin. So we're going to go with that tonight. I know. Um, <laughs> this is uh, starting again. Welcome to Retail Nightmares Podcast. My name is Alicia Tobin. I'm here with my French co-ghost, uh, Jessique Delille. Bonjour. Bonjour, Jessique. Comment ça va? Ouais, ça va bien, tu vois? Comme si, comme ça. Ah, juste comme si, comme ça. Ouais. Oh, je suis désolée. And our guest here tonight is like quadruple threat. Why? Why? Un threat quadruple, là. Je suis cite avec Jessica. Puis là, on va manger du bailoni. Oh, wow. I'm not invited. Non, non. C'est juste que moi et Jessica, nous allons manger du bailoni. Des tranches à pain. C'est incroyable. C'est délicieux. Très épais. Everyone has stopped listening. <laughs> yeah, we've just lost our all of our followers. Uh, we have for you tonight the uh, wonderful, the talented writer, comedian, uh, podcaster in his own right, Mr. Charlie Demers, and f- future daddy. <laughs> and present day daddy. Present day daddy. Uh, hello. Thank you very hey. much for having me. This is episode yes, thank you very much for having both of us. <laughs> I'm working on an alter ego. Merci you notice Chav- that I kind of... That's white. your hat. Yeah, I set up my hat on a different seat than I, and so <laughs> it's just kind of like, uh, he's my little friend. Mais c'est un ami un peu. Hey, stop it. No, I'm answering him in his own accent. Um, it's confusing. Yeah. For the listeners, and probably just you didn't know this, but you are a trained ventriloquist. Self-taught. Uh, <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Was, you're really um, good. Uh, thank you. I uh, When I was 10 years old, I got a, a ventriloquist dummy and a book to teach you how to do. And anything you learn to do as like a 10-year-old kid, you'll you just those muscles you're learn you're so good at learning fear at that of intimacy. time in your life yeah and so, fear, of fear of abandonment um and so i learned uh nailing it so okay here you listening see if this sounds good and you will weigh in on whether my okay. lips are moving pretend your hat's talking that i taught myself how to uh seek out of a another mouth than you the trick is to substitute certain letters. There are certain letters that you cannot say. You, you actually cannot say at all. This is uh, really scary. Without moving your lips. So you just, you can't say uh, an M. So, <laughs> sorry. So, well, I mean, now I'm just doing like Edgar Bergen. Like, so Edgar Bergen was the first famous ventriloquist and he did it on the radio. And the joke is always like, well, that's insane. But, um... Uh, but so there are certain <laughs> letters that cannot be pronounced, so you just have to substitute other letters, but do it in a way that is unobtrusive, and so that you, uh, you know, people don't <laughs> notice. So can you do the whole podcast like this? I can no. try. Jesse would love it. And then, no, and then, loving so it. If you guys want, you can uh, upload a, a video of me doing the uh, of me doing this, and I think you'll be highly surprised. <laughs> <It just works. laughs> 
the bottom half of your face. But his eyes are wild. Yeah, his eyes are wild. But your mouth is just something I did not see from the audience. It's how wild your eyes are. You're like, are they believing this? My heart is racing. I hope they don't hurt me. Oh wow! Um, So I, uh, what we were in, in Disneyland, and we were each allowed to bring back like one souvenir, and so I got a ventriloquist dummy on Main Street USA. You cannot. There's no store there anymore for it, but I oh. think it, it might have been the magic shop that Steve Martin worked in when he was a kid, right? Because like I, right? Because he describes in his memoir um, working in the like magic store in Disneyland is not there anymore. Because um, uh, I was there like a year and a half ago or something like that. But I got this ventriloquist dummy and uh, a book, and it was like some book from the 60s that was like, you can go and practice with a doughnut, D-O-N-U-T, like oh, going to a new. bakery. <laughs> yeah, make a doughnut speak, and maybe the baker will give you free doughnuts. Wow. Um, but it's uh, like... <laughs> and you were like, I like that. I'm going to be a comedian when <laughs> yeah, I grow up. <laughs> exactly. I was like, I'm just going to be fat. Give me that donut. <laughs> <laughs> donut. I would never have gotten any further than just yeah. asking for donut. Free donut? <laughs> donut for po- project. They're like, this child, uh, this child whose face has been paralyzed by strokes uh, wants a donut. Donut is Charlie. the only thing that will make her smile. <laughs> donut. This is how a ventriloquist smiles. Donut. donut. A lot of nostril flare. Donut. So for instance, okay, wait, you can't can you see me say donut? Donut. Well, donut. <laughs> Donut would be very easy, but tr- for instance, try and st- try and say bagel. Okay. <laughs> so a ventriloquist would actually very subtly say daigle. What? Uh, but kind of rush oh, it because you cannot pronounce magic. the word B. So you'd go, I would like a daigle, please. <laughs> Shit. So yeah. casual. Yeah. I would like a daigle, please. <laughs> But you're doing it as your weird farmer character again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Give me your dangle, please. <laughs> please. Uh, it just I, like dangle. Oh, let me see your dangle, please. <laughs> oh, let me see you dangle, please. <laughs> let me see your dangle, please. Um, the new Britney Spears. <laughs> yeah. She's back, bitches. <laughs> Let me see you dangle, boy. <laughs> I made up a fake. Uh, I'm crying so much right now, uh, just out of fear and despair. Um, I I'm made up- a dangle. <laughs> I need a dangle. Um, I made up a fake Britney Spears song that I just remembered. <laughs> it's oh. just, I don't need no microphone. <laughs> It's really good. It. Wait, you <laughs> made up a Britney Spears song that you just remembered. So was this like I a long? Made lo- it up a long time oh, okay, ago. Okay, okay. Because it's like you. It's like you had a false recovered memory of like. <laughs> remember that I don't need no microphone. <laughs> yeah, it is very. Um, <laughs> well, we were just before we. This, it was before we started that we were talking about Berenstein versus Berenstain, right? Yeah, and. Uh, this could be the like the new like Mandela effect. Like, yeah. do you or do you not remember? Brittany never shaved I, her head. I don't need no bit microphone. <laughs> she had that very productive time in her career with the I don't need no microphone album. Foam microphone. I was trying. To I don't do need that. no microphone. <laughs> so did you hear the M's or ends? I don't need no microphone. Hey, you <laughs> <getting> microphone. <laughs> 
<laughs> Nichrofoam. Well, we're an all ventriloquist uh, podcast now. <laughs> yeah. I feel like it's catching. Like, you got bit by a, a ventriloquist dummy when you were 10. And- Retail Nightmares. <laughs> See, you can't even say the name of the podcast. Broken Retail Nightmares. That's what I do when I put on my nair every night. <laughs> Oh, I don't need no microphone. I don't need no labia. <laughs> yes, you do. Yeah, that's why you got to be careful with Nair. Oh, what? you can't do other stuff. It moves around. Causes problems. I've n- I've never used Nair. Is Nair like a, a uh, is it a wax? No, like- it's like it burns the hair off with chemicals. Oh, yeah. I think I used it one time because as a teenager, I was like, women can't have hair on their arms. Oh, arms. Yeah. And then it was, it took me like all day. And then I was finally like had the confidence to go outside with a short sleeve shirt. And then a guy at the time was like, what happened to your arms? And I was like, never mind. Bye. <laughs> and I ran away. <laughs> what happened? Did you get a rash? Uh, no, they just didn't have any hair on them. No, I didn't. <laughs> what did he I wasn't out? like, where's he was all a that luscious hair? No, I did the, the bleaching thing. I oh. bleached Jolene. my hair. I, <laughs> that does take a long time. I bleached my Jolene. Arm. Jolene. <laughs> no, Jolene. Hey, Jolene. <laughs> Please make my mustache pale yellow. <laughs> that's, uh, uh, that's the identifiable brand. It's the worst if you're, like, I have seen that happen where people have very dark mustaches and they'd still Jolene, but the light it gets is like a pale yellow you gotta leave it yeah, on longer like a shredded that. wheat yeah. but it's the worst because it's also like just put some bleach fumes directly beneath your nose uh-huh. for it's 10 not minutes. great a lot of our products are very like dangerous hulk hogan yeah but it's a hot look though <laughs> yeah, yeah he's got a big dangler too oh come on graham told me he saw he, the porn he i don't think he does <laughs> no. Well, now you're doing the opposite of ventriloquy, which is that you're moving my, your lips exaggeratedly <laughs> with no sound. <laughs> That's like three um, feet long. <laughs> for people who are listening, uh, Alicia is using her hands to show us pictures of her having sex with Hulk Hogan. No, I would never. Yeah, well, he said the N-word. Uh, he's done a, a lot of bad things. Yeah, he's a hot dog. He, was, he looks like a hot dog, and he acts like a hot dog. I almost bought you a bag this week with hot dogs on it, but I was <sighs> like, Alicia doesn't need more things. What? I'll get it for you. Thank you. Was the N-word Nair? That yeah, he said? yeah, he's like, <laughs> I am out of Nair. I tried to do it as a ventriloquist. Let's all say Nair as ventriloquist, and we can move on. One. No, again, so Nair is not a <laughs> problem. Yeah. You don't have to be. Let's say Mare. Mare. One, two, three. Well, now you just say nair is a way of saying mare. Nair. One, two, three. Nair. Nair. <laughs> nair. nair. But you have to say it with a kind of psychotic a dorky confidence. Voice. Yeah. Because <laughs> That's otherwise where those people wild would notice. look, if I go in, nair. <laughs> then it sounds like I'm saying nair. But if I go like, oh, what a... What are you, a whole horse? And, <laughs> do horses have mares? Is yeah, that a, thing? No, okay. a mare so you'd is say, a female horse. Oh, okay. So you go, oh, what a beautiful horse. What a beautiful mare. But you can't, you'd have to say. <laughs> what a beautiful horse. What a beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> I think my exactly. eye turns in a bit when I so eventually get Very common to go. <laughs> you have to go. <laughs> Shit. You have to go. I don't need no megaphone. <laughs> what a beautiful horse. What a beautiful. <laughs> what a beautiful stallion. What a beautiful mare. Oh, let's what, watch a beautiful, what a beautiful horse. <laughs> Shit. I can't. Uh, what a beautiful horse. What a, 
Well, I've totally forgotten you have a puppet. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I'm not putting. Yeah. Okay, now. Okay. Give us some donuts. <laughs> what are you? Oh, what? What are you a horse? Well, now I'm. What are you a horse? What are you? <laughs> It's not going to happen. Wow. I have to try and surprise myself. What a beautiful horse. What a beautiful nerd. Doesn't make sense. Oh, 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 or like if you went to City Hall, he said, what a beautiful house. What a beautiful nerd. You have to say it while nerd. What a beautiful nerd. Nerd. Mayor Gregor Robertson. <laughs> oh, that's a toughie. He Mayor a Gregor Robertson. Oh my gosh, why don't you make a new character where you've got a Gregor puppet and you're like, he's just a puppet. Get oh, it? oh, yeah. Political. Uh, I'm the development <laughs> industry. And I've got my hand up Gregor's little butt. Ooh, mm, I think a lot of people would like to be in that situation. You could be like the, who's that American uh, comic who is... Uh, Jeff Dunham? Yeah, you could be the... Uh, <laughs> I thought you were looking for somebody who likes hands up there. Like, <laughs> like, who's that American? I don't Richard think you'd have to. <laughs> I was going to say Richard Gere too, and no, it's gerbils only. Yeah, no fists. Don't just, kink shame. I really just, just don't think a Buddhist would do that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, I love that that's just the one story about Richard Gere. Like, everything else, totally fine. It's true. It would be the ultimate irony, like, if he, if he comes back as a gerbil. <laughs> he kind of already looks like one. Hey. He's a handsome fella. Oh, he's like my mom's, like, he's number one five-o. celebrity bone tart. He looks tart. like a little mouse. Uh, Abby Shumka's dad has a real Richard Gere... Abby Shumka's dad's a real looker. Well, real looker. Abby, yeah. I'm sorry I said that about uh, your dad's celebrity twin. <laughs> uh, but uh, Richard Gere, not, not a good actor. Is he a good actor? I don't He's know. fine. He's like, was of his time. He was one of those guys who just at, at a certain point they were like, we just need you to be handsome. We in just this. need you to presumably have a dick in yeah. this scenario. He got in a real kind of Kevin Costner box, but then Kevin yeah. Costner got to be um, reborn as a as an actor again. <laughs> as a gerbil. <laughs> he came back as a gerbil. Yeah, Kevin Costner's career has been like a real wild ride. I mean, he's been famous for a very long time. He's yeah. the guy from The Bodyguard, right? Yep. Okay, so Jay and I watched that on our honeymoon. I don't know why. Wow. We were like, we were going through a big Whitney Houston phase. That's <laughs> a good choice. <clears throat> so we're like, oh, we'll watch this. And so we just brought it on our laptop to uh, Harrison Hot Springs where we had our honeymoon. And we brought that and also True Lies. Oh. <clears throat> and we watched True Lies and then realized that we had watched it really recently. <laughs> we were like, we watched this six months ago and it's also three hours long. Uh, I mean, it's great. Jamie Lee Curtis is great. All I remember of that movie is the line, she had an ass like a 10-year-old boy, which has got to be still one of the most disturbing. Is it Tom Arnold? No, it's, (laughs) is there a car salesman in that movie? Oh, yeah. And he's riding uh, in the car with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Bill Paxton. Bill Paxton says- He's the car car guy. Bill Paxton passed away? Yes. And it's still, I'm not over it. No. And the worst part is they buried Bill Pullman. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the worst part of it is they dairy the whole one. 
Um, but yeah. Anyway, we watched The Bodyguard. Not a very good movie. Does it was not hold so up. cool at the time. I mean, we went on a grade seven like mega date of like five or six girls and five or six boys wow. to go see uh, The Bodyguard. <laughs> I mean, that movie made no sense. At one point, Whitney Houston is presenting an award that she's nominated for. (laughs) And even as a 12-year-old kid, I was like, well, that's poor writing. (laughs) And um, But astute listeners, what's the leitmotif so far in the (laughs) podcast? Dolly Parton, Jolene, and I Will Always Love You, Dolly Parton songs. Yeah. And also song. Dolly Parton was a <laughs> briefly a ventriloquist. <laughs> I bet she aced it. She just used her boobs. Working nine to high. <laughs> what a way to make a living. Because everyone's just staring. Oh yeah, that's true. Do you know that she's apparently covered in tattoos underneath all those long sleeved gowns? That's very cool. Yeah. Apparently it's to hide her surgery scars and there's no black ink on any of them. So it's all like flowers and butterflies and there's a few photos online. I've definitely talked about this before, but it bears repeating. Uh, I don't feel like, like you have. a photo where she's leaning over and you can see a little bit sort of in between her cleavage. And apparently, I feel like it's Rosie O'Donnell has said that she's seen it. Be- she's seen all the tattoos before and she's like, they are amazing. But apparently it's Dolly Parton doesn't show them to just anyone because she's like, it's just for my husband. And I just love my that husband, story. Rosie O'Donnell. <laughs> <laughs> Who just like hucks koosh balls at her? <laughs> You're a cutie patootie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Show me those tattoos. I mean, c- try and explain to a, a street smart kid from 2018 that all through the 1990s, Rosie O'Donnell was shooting koosh and <laughs> talking about her crush on Tom Cruise. Yeah. And didn't she also, she was really into like, uh, Donnie Osmond or something. Was she also really into Beanie Babies? Mm, probably. I feel like Koosh Balls and Beanie be- Babies went sort of like hand in hand. Tom Cruise for sure. Beanie Daddy. No, the end of Rosie's talk show, was it linked into, was it LinkedIn? <laughs> she announced, she's like, check me out on my new platform. It's called LinkedIn. LinkedIn. It's a resume online. People can creep on your past job experience. It's the worst. You guys I should do it. still don't have it. Is no. that what LinkedIn is? It's awful. Yeah. It's like people headhunt you. And it'll or be- exes to add you on there, even though they were really awful to you. Okay, but like people keep adding me on LinkedIn, and I'm like, I don't have a LinkedIn, and they keep they inviting must- me. But I don't think you do it personally. Like I think as soon as you sign up for it, it just sends to you every have to address be careful, you have. Yeah. Yeah. So they're not they're clicking. Like, yes. Yeah, send to my like, thing. Guys, so you I know on here. One date with like ten years ago. Are yeah, but they want to hire with. you. Yeah, please pretend that they're still dating. I want a bagel. (laughs) (laughs) They're saying. I want a bagel with you. Well, that time, that ship has sailed. The bagel ship sank. I don't need no. I don't need no bagel (laughs) schmear. Well, no, you should. It's really only responsible. (laughs) So good to schmear. Yeah, health-wise. Because you never know. If you you don't don't have have a bagel schmear, you might get a... Yeast infection! Bagel! No, but it's how bagels work. And <laughs> what am I more likely to fuck? A bagel. <laughs> I wanted to ask a question, but I forget. Um, <laughs> Dolly Parton. 
So cool. Rosie O'Donnell. LinkedIn. Oh, Rosie O'Donnell. Was it Tom Selleck and the yeah. rifle stuff that was the end of her? The NRA? I don't remember that. She, well, it was like a pretty steady fall, I think. I think a couple of things happened with her career. And uh, one of them was she confronted Tom Selleck about owning guns in an oh, interview a, about a Wiggly Down Under, perhaps. <laughs> yeah, it was <laughs> Wiggly Down Under. That would have been pretty early um, on. Uh, Tom Selleck, uh, have you ever seen the Tom Selleck lookalike? No. So there's a Tom Selleck lookalike, and he's one, he's probably the most famous of the celebrity lookalikes. Are you going to look what? Just, Jessica just almost knocked over her drink to get Tom to the phone. <laughs> I uh, am almost all the time. Yeah. So he, like, he's kind of the most famous of the celebrity lookalikes. One, because he just, he so looks like... Like, he doesn't he look really like, looks like him. a kind of... But Tom Selleck just looks like anyone's dad. No. I mean, now he does. You're going to meet my dad soon. Does he have a mustache? No. Okay, well, then he doesn't look like your dad. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like you're a little bit jealous. No. But they've talked to this guy, and the like. He'll his whole thing is oh, he like... He lives in Vancouver. He never what? lies about who he is, but he also never... So if people come up and ask him for his autograph, he doesn't go, oh, I'm not Tom Selleck. He'll he just, just signs like... his real name. Oh, okay. Or like he he's constantly getting like put up in a first class and he's oh, getting like wow. whatever. And so he just never fights it. I'll put him up in first class. You know what I mean. Don't fight I it. don't. And so when <laughs> when we had the show on City TV, I used to ride my bike there and then I would have a shower. With your bike. With my bike. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, An oil shower. <laughs> My phone battery just died because the image was too powerful. (laughs) Um, And I came out of the shower and the Tom Selleck lookalike (laughs) was on breakfast television. (laughs) But... We saw Graham you in and, saw you nude. Well, Graham and Paul and Erica decided they just weren't going to tell me that that was a Tom Selleck <laughs> like. So I came out and everybody's acting super blasé. And I was like, <laughs> Tom Selleck is here. I don't even know why I was excited to see Tom Selleck. Like, there's no, but I, I it, it was incredible. <laughs> And then another time uh, who went into the shower was Juliette Lewis. What? But that was really her. But it was okay, but Tom you Silent. couldn't trust that it was really her at that point. No. She was asking to take a shower for some reason. Well, she's always a little bit greasy. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she needed more grease. I don't she know. She might have been rolling around on the stage floor. She seems fine. She's oh, yeah. She's really cool. Bad movies in the 90s. We'd name one. Strange days. Okay. Yeah. Really bad. <laughs> um. The uh, orderly disorderly. What about um, the one where she plays a disabled yeah. sister? I was trying to do a joke where I was confusing Juliet Lewis and Jerry Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> so my next one was going to be King of Comedy. Right over our head. <laughs> totally. I was go, like, uh, yeah. lady, can I take a shower at your TV station? <laughs> I think that would be a great career choice for her. Yeah. Just- yeah. Maybe she just got, oh, who cares? Oh, she probably just got out of a plane and you know that plane feeling? Oh, yeah. It's so terrible. It's like you're coated in something. Someone uh, else dirt. sneezes. There was uh, like some wacky tabacky natural health person that was like, you have to take a shower as soon as you get off the plane. As soon as you get off the plane because of the electromagnetic energy. <laughs> what? Was this uh, Better Call Saul's brother? Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, I haven't Michael watched it yet. Michael or whatever. I stopped watching that show. Oh. It started off really strong. The first episode, first season, starts off in like a Cinnabon. 
And I was like, yeah. I'm going to like this show. Yeah. <laughs> and then they never go back to Cinnabon. So they do at the beginning he, of every yeah, season. He like <laughs> for a minute or two. <laughs> just just really? to yes, grab yeah. your grab your yeah. balls and dip <laughs> It's them in actually a, um, a promotional consideration. <laughs> I I mean it works because it got me thinking about Cinnabon. You're AKA, crazy for cinnamon buns. I'm Kathy now. I've just fully embraced I'm Kathy. Act. Abs of steel, buns of cinnamon. <laughs> Me. Uh, is Kathy still a going concern? Uh, I mean, in this household, for women, it yeah. certainly yeah. is. Yeah. But I mean, like, are there still new Kathy strips so. being made? I don't think so. The I I was uh, looking up the artist who did Kathy, whose name is Kathy. Mm-hmm. Um, but oh, I, yeah. huh. a lot Strange of that is autobiographical. Um, <laughs> See, you can. <laughs> A donut. You just sound like a seagull. I'm celibate. Um, (laughs) Yeah, that's my seagull. I'm celibate. (laughs) Seagulls, bagels. Geis, Geis I'm an incel, but a lady version. Oh yeah, Kathy Geiswipe. I'm probably Geiswipe. Yeah, German sounding name. Um, She's only sixty-seven. So what was going on? Yeah, even what that means in two years. Notable works, (laughs) Kathy. <laughs> Two years. Yeah, let's all. She'll, she'll be sixty nine. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> we'll be all ceremoniously building an effigy of Kathy and going down on it while it goes down on it. Yeah. That. Speaking of which, I've got my first retail nightmare. Okay. Oh, right. But it's based on that. God. Doesn't matter. We. Yeah. It's an episode one fifty. We can do what we like. Yeah. Sesquicentennial. Okay. But I just this... want to tell you, Kathy ended in twenty ten. Oh, because then she was uh, competing in the Olympics. Yeah. <laughs> she. She <laughs> career change. Cinnamon bun competitive eating 2010 she must be rolling in it yeah, cinnamon so. buns? yeah rolling in cinnamon <laughs> rolling buns. in the sin never mind uh it was off to a rocky start. what's your retail nightmare so we sell a product at work that's 420 grams and somebody <laughs> called and he's like hey can i have the code for that product and i was like sure because the code recently changed and he's like so it's 420 grams i'm like yeah he goes 420 i go 420 and he goes 420 and I say, 420. <laughs> he says, okay, so 420. I'm like, 420. And he's not, and I'm trying not to laugh. But it went on for like a couple of rounds. I think he was flirting with you. I don't think so. I think he was trying to see if you're 420 friendly. Yeah, it was really funny. And I was trying not to laugh, but it was like getting harder and harder because he kept saying 420. Wait, was he uh, was he doing this because he thought it was funny? Like, no, was he he's going just like, trying to get his notes right because oh, of wow. like... He has to put it into a computer and like an order form and stuff. But the amount of times we <laughs> volleyed 420 was hilarious. And all the, all my coworkers could hear go, me going, 420. <laughs> <laughs> like looking away going, 420. <laughs> yes, 420. <laughs> and I know that somebody like higher up in the company is pretty 420 friendly and his office <laughs> door was open. So all he could hear me say was 420. 420 <laughs> 420 and we don't really have a relationship and i think that he just only overhears stuff like this for me where he's like what the fuck does she no, do all he's day like, give that woman a raise he was like yeah <laughs> peace leave <laughs> tomorrow morning you're gonna have a beautifully wrapped didgeridoo just on your oh, desk i hate them so much <laughs> but it's gonna be meaningful and they're be- like they're, it's really cool when people play them away from me yeah it's like a long I can't hear loud them. fart Oh, man. Mixed with a burp. Yeah. It's beautiful. Have I told you about the guy that plays didgeridoo on people at trade shows? On people? <laughs> yeah. So he just shows up at like 
uh, consumer trade shows like natural health shows and with his giant didgeridoo it's huge it's like maybe six feet does he and just then he does energy work with the didgeridoo so you lie down and he plays didgeridoo on your chakras i mean it does feel really like <laughs> i had a friend in high school who had one in her house and she would play into it and like make it yeah she'd play into your skin flute uh and rest it on your shoulder and it would just vibrate on your shoulder yeah. and like make you feel crazy so the guy goes around and like he asks permission he asks for consent and uh he's like do you mind if i did redo you here <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah he walks around trade shows and he like has He's often barefoot from what I remember, which of course drives me insane because um, it's like a carpeted trade show in yeah. the Canada place, huge convention center. Yeah, you already told a story about someone taking off their shoes there. Oh, yeah, that was crazy. <laughs> um, I don't miss uh, consumer-facing trade shows. People are intense. Um, so, yeah, he's like, can I didgeridoo on you? And then sometimes, a couple times I saw and him. And you were like, please, didgeridoo don't. <laughs> yeah. I I'd rather you didgeridoo didn't. <laughs> But a few times he'd start to didgeridoo on people and be like, and people would be like, no, stop. <laughs> Which I really like. Say for it. Yeah. Cinnamon bun. Oh, 420, 420. The opposite. I kind of like the sound of a didgeridoo, but I haven't heard it in a long time. Yeah, I think that it just makes me feel like you it's the same way that a spontaneous guitar player affects me, where I'm like, I hadn't planned on that. And now mm. I'm listening to it. Yeah. Or if like you're thrust into a room full of jazz and you're like, ah, thrust into a room full of jazz. Yeah. Like that one sounds of those- wonderful. <laughs> yeah. You said everything that Charlie's looking for. Thrusting. <laughs> jazz. Jazz. Sorry. I meant. Jizz. Sorry. I misspoke. <laughs> like, yeah. I was- thrust into a room full of jizz. Not a room full of jizz. <laughs> See, I'm trying to do my thrust, thrust, thrust into a room full of jizz. Thrust. Hey, I did it. Bergal. <laughs> you really did it. Bergal. 420. Because you can't do B because you put your lips together. Yeah. I just felt can't it. Can't do B, can't do M, can't do P. Can't whistle. So there are, you can't whistle. <laughs> oh. So you can't. Uh, <laughs> Prove us wrong. Uh, and the whistling. So there are substitutes. So you do D for P. I don't know if this is like a magician's code thing where I'm yeah, like breaking. You're the- gonna get blacklisted, buddy. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> you are going away and no more secrets. Yeah. You know, oh, that would be a good horror movie. <laughs> oh yeah, because they're all their faces are just totally impassive. I can't. I know you and can't they tell, but the I'm really mad. The <laughs> we are going to thrust you into a room full of jizz. <laughs> Jazz. Jazz. <laughs> do you like jazz? I do. Yeah. I do. There's, I feel like there's good jazz. I did jazz. <laughs> Bad jazz. Of course. Of course. It's like poetry. Yes. There's good poetry and better poetry. Um, so 420, 420. 420. It just 420. made me like just die and still have to maintain a professional attitude like yeah if i am reading a phone number at work and it has like four two and zero touching at all i'm always like 420 i just have to say it under my voice 420 and then my boss always says like do you smoke weed and i'm like oh all the time occasionally (laughs) like but he didn't ask if i vaped so that's a totally different story (laughs) do you vape uh he's gonna ask you next time his wife listens to podcasts not anymore. And no. you answer in that cottony vape voice, <laughs> that mid-vape kind of... <laughs> <laughs> Just ribbiting. Is that what it's called? That's ribbiting? It. <laughs> yes, Charlie. Yes. I don't know drug slang. A new term. What do you, is that angel dust? 
LSD. My place where I work is very close to a uh, transition housing homeless uh, shelter, which is a wonderful establishment. And we, I was walking back from lunch with a coworker, and there was a woman who may or may not been preparing to do some drugs. And my coworker is like, "Hey, did you call anyone about that?" And I was like, it's "Just weed," because <laughs> like, I'm like, "If it's like just weed, I'm yeah. not gonna call no the shelter and be like someone's smoking a joint outside." Um, I have my, you know, like, it doesn't count. <laughs> I saw a guy today. It was funny. I was driving down um, 16th, and I stopped to let some people cross the street. And they did kind of slowly. And there was a guy like half a block away who was just getting his weed pipe out and just lighting up some weed. And like you could tell that he wanted to cross the street, but he also wanted to smoke weed at the same time. So he was trying to do both. And he was like rushing, trying to do both. And then we made eye contact and then he just turned around and started walking back the other way. And I was like, (laughs) I was going to stop for you, buddy. Like I'm 420 friendly. Um, that's that's right such a car. like wild um, mix of laid back and uptight. But like he, you could tell he was like, "I gotta smoke weed, but I'm late." <laughs> yeah, I got a meeting. Yeah, a weed meeting. But I gotta be really chill when I get there. <laughs> if you know what I mean. I always wonder because I, I was like a guy that I used to have to wait for the bus with. I would smoke before he went to work, and I don't understand uh, sort of like you know like maintenance level pot smoking like. I know people a lot can of function, people do it. Like can function. It's very impressive. Right? And this morning I saw a woman smoking a joint on her way to work and I was like, how do you? And then I was like, oh no, it doesn't feel the same to Because <laughs> I feel yeah. like I have to go home now yeah. for a week. Yeah. Scared of everything. No, I have friends who like when, when they like finish a joint, take out like five more joints and smoke them all. And I'm sort of like, what? <laughs> what? Yeah. Like That's the, like all they, my weed they, is they for 20 years. one joint and then they take out five. <laughs> and then they're like, let's just... <laughs> five at once yeah one five one five it's the one five method uh, one five one five four twenty it's called riveting (laughs) (laughs) what's my phone number four twenty one five one five (laughs) seven seven eight six oh four is better yeah um Charlie, do you have any retail nightmares? Um, I have no new retail experience since oh. my last. You haven't fallen that far. Time, no. It's been. Uh... You can be a customer. You're allowed. Yeah. Well, that's true. So I went. This is a retail nightmare, but it's from the other side. I was a customer, and it's a kind of a big picture nightmare for me. I went to a spa that I get my eyebrows and mustache and chin threaded at, and sometimes a bikini wax. Stop bragging. I know. It's, um, you, get, you don't have your nair pool anymore? <laughs> no. Charlie, you have to talk into the microphone. <laughs> oh, are, you, are we back? Sorry. I thought we were just conversing. I wouldn't be texting either. Do you want to finish your text? Well, it's, it's my friend Tedge who... Uh, oh, hey, Tedge. Yeah. Um, so I just I wrote him a... Recording a podcast, which is which should be you one should, of the yeah, auto auto. ones. <laughs> yeah. Nope. So what was the what was the thing I just said? I'll <laughs> repeat. Use it I don't the, use my nair pool. Yeah, well, I honestly what? don't use nair because I'll say I it use... so you can edit it in. Hey, uh, what? So what, Alicia? You no longer have your <laughs> shit. <laughs> Do it with. So the... hey, Alicia. Hey, what's up? Well, you, you no know? longer have. Well, I don't need dialogue in it. <laughs> hey, Alicia, what's up? What? You no longer. <laughs> <laughs> He's a professional ADR guy now. Yeah, yeah. Let's do this. Um, cartoons. Hey, yeah. Alicia. Uh huh. 
<laughs> What's up? You don't have your nair pool anymore? Well, I'll tell you something. The reason why I don't have nair is because once I was just doing the edges because I didn't get a wax, and then I was like, oh, I'll just multitask with this nair on, and I got on the inside. Oh, Hence no. your labia comment from yes. earlier. Thank you for clarifying. And then I was like traveling it sounds to sounds like a labia of not love. very far, <laughs> an eight hour, like an eight hour flight to see a boyfriend, and I was like, ah. Wow. I don't have any skin. And you text him. You're like, my labia are burning. He's like, I can't wait to see it's you like, either. Mine too, babe. <laughs> mine too. I thought you said Y2K. <laughs> that was the number one fear. That everyone's pubic hair would disappear on uh, January 1st of Y2K. the year 2000. <laughs> so I was at the spot. Oh, that creeps And I've me been out. going to this place for maybe 10 years. And I haven't been for a while because my eyebrows were like pretty, pretty on point that I just let my mustache grow in because I was like, I don't care about my mustache. I'm like fully embracing just having a mustache. Yeah, it's easier. It's easier. It's also Um, like it's 2018. Come on. Yeah, it's Y2K. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It's the millennium. (laughs) So I get to the door and there's a note on the door that says effective uh, as of July 1st, 2018, all of our services and products will be, prices will be going up due to the minimum wage increase oh and i'm like okay fuck off uh i had always like i always try and choose places i think that are the people are actually you know not being paid under the table and that are being paid fair a fair wage and i know that if you work at this place you are very busy and you make a lot of tips Mm -hmm. i was kind of surprised that like that they would put a sign like that on the door because it's really shitty like i'm an asshole barely a living barely a living wage in a city where, like, everyone is already spending at least a third of their income on on rent. Oh, in a good if situation. not a, yeah. a half. Yeah, they yeah. say the average is a third, and I was like, uh, it should I don't be a think third. so. That's what like. No, it's not. Everyone's paying half here. Yeah, and I just thought it was so shitty and so cheap and so tacky. Yeah, and it's like fuck off. Like that's this place makes money hand over fist or like. Mustache Literally. over mustache <laughs> over labia. Over labia. <laughs> and they're making money eyebrows over labia down there. <laughs> Wine's oh. okay. What about just eyebrows down there? Yeah. You they'll do like that for you. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. a Spock raised like eyebrow. A, just like one raised eyebrow, like, uh-huh. Oh. Mm-hmm. Like maybe like, what do you think you're doing? <laughs> if you have that, then you can put the blue eyeshadow on it. Ooh. Oh, it would be nice actually. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. You just look like you have kind of a bruised vulva. <laughs> It's Y2K. Everyone has one. Yeah. Everyone we has all, a bruised vulva. We all bike, okay? <laughs> we all have bruised vulvas. Oh, that is such a horrible song. The only way they could make it worse is like we had to raise our prices because of the minimum wage increase and because chicks in this town are so hairy. <laughs> <laughs> like they just go full disgusto. And I just think like fuck off. Like they have that just made me want to find a new place. It oh, just drives me at like the whole thing about like, well, we won't be able if you make a spade, we won't be able to afford to stay in business. Like then you have a fucking garbage yeah, business totally. model. Your business is failing. Like if you Admit don't have make enough money to buy a f- deep fryer, nobody goes, <laughs> Wow, if you make a paper of deep fryer. Oh, you wanted we your french fries, fries cooked? Yeah. <laughs> Just go to the wallflower. Have a yeah. Just eat a raw potato like the, the rest of us. Yeah. I don't know what you're complaining about. <laughs> Potatoes. <sighs> um Alicia Black Irish Tobin. That's right. 
Um, you just mimed eating the microphone fluff as a raw potato. A potato. <laughs> he's I a just real want, comedic genius. I just want to note that that is a brand new microphone fluff today. Well, Charlie, after 150 welcome. episodes, no, he didn't do anything wrong. I just want you to know. I that didn't think he did. You were the first to have that. So, like, feel that's free. probably nice if you're a bit of a germ phobe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or a smell phobe. Yeah, I'm getting right in there. We it's realized a- after 150 episodes, we hadn't changed the fluff. So sorry, past guests. Um, <laughs> Alicia is uh, marking her territory on her microphone. <laughs> so that was my retail nightmare. Like, I just was really that gross. Sucks. That does suck. I also, like, I have never, I don't think I've ever made minimum wage uh, since my first job. And I always worked for smaller companies. That's rare, though. I yeah, because usually smaller companies are the ones that pay the lower wages. Yeah, so I don't... It can happen. I'm like... Yeah, I don't understand anyone you can make out. it on minimum wage yeah. oh. when I was making more than that 20 just, years ago. That's what debt is for. <laughs> Fuck. Debt uh. welcomes them in with open arms and says, come to me, children. I will yeah. su- let you suckle at my... And vulva. also, people are working with your... <laughs> you know, they're touching your body. Touch my eyebrows. Um... <laughs> It's really like they should be paid really well. Yeah, that's a is, skill I don't have. Obviously, I can't is, get these two eyebrows the same shape. Yeah, no, that's the thing. I mean, this like is what happened with the nair. You know, the importance of organized labia. <laughs> get out <laughs> the of labia podcast. movement. The folks who brought you the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Jessica, you have a retail dream. I have a retail dream. Uh, BC you- Federation of <laughs> Labia. <laughs> Let's just let Charlie play this out. All right, it's It's played. It's better. Uh, I went to a plant store. I don't know if you noticed a few new additions. It really looks great in here. Um, There is an area uh, of my apartment that used to be not cluttered with succulents, but now there's like ten of them. Which ones are new? Um, that one. Yep, that one. That oh, one. Just, just Alicia's pointing at the plants. <laughs> that one. Um, that one. Basically, there used to be three there, and now there's a lot. Yeah, I can um, tell which ones are new. Yeah, you got a good eye for plants. But uh, my lovely friend Sarah texted me and said, I'm coming to take you on an adventure. Be ready by 1 o'clock. And I was like, that might be difficult, but okay. So I like gathered my whole gross mess and put it into a dress and got outside when she was picking me up and she took me out to burnaby to this amazing mandeville gardens no that's where i thought we were going but we were going a little bit past there to wig uh west coast independent greenhouses Mm. which Mm. is amazing and everything there is just like perfect and lush and at its peak bloom uh i bought my favorite plant in the world uh passion flower it's outside which has my favorite flower of all time um it looks like alien genitals it's amazing it has like 10 layers of petals that all look so nuts it's covered in nair <laughs> well <laughs> that's what the media wants to, you to think it looks like but actually it's got a lot of weird tendrils coming out of it's, it it's a totally unrealistic idea of a white alien <laughs> genitals should look like unnatural uh, aliens genitals. They're supposed to be Lovecraftian. Has a lot of pus. <laughs> oh, nuts. It's beautiful. Dang it, guys. Let's keep it clean. Oh, yeah. This is going to be the uh, the episode where we go non-explicit tag on uh, 
uh, what's it called? YouTube, Instagram, iTunes. iTunes. Thank you. YouTube, I, Instagram. It's, it's called iTunes. Um, but anyway, I just that's Jesse. <laughs> she listened to iTunes. Bienvenue. My dad um, can't say Netflix, what so he say? says Netflix. Of course, Net- it's singular. so cute. Netflix. L i c k. Netflix. I was watching you on Netflix. Oh, that's yep. adorable. Yeah. Um, but so anyway, I just fucking love this place and everyone should get out there if they can. Uh, and it's it's just a beautiful, like they have greenhouses just on the other side of the shop. So you like hear someone cough and you're like, oh, there's someone like tending to the little seedlings just right there on the other side of the, you know, like plastic. And they have tuberculosis. <laughs> 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 They're in there, the humidity helps. Yeah. That's why the succulents have this beautiful red hue on it. <laughs> They're blood fed. <laughs> it's beautiful. But- well, I got a retail dream. Oh, yeah? Yeah. yeah well, there's a new... Bookstore in Chinatown oh. called Massey Books. It looks oh. so beautiful. It's really gorgeous. I haven't been yet, but it looks so, amazing. So uh, Patricia, uh, the bookstore owner, she was briefly in um, the old Hot Art Wet yeah, City yeah. space. And then that building got... I don't know if they're, the lease was uh, up or but like Vancouver yeah. it got Vancouver eyes. It's being so torn down. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Well, good. Because it yeah. sure was on its last leg. Yeah, it was in great condition. Um, she's in. Uh, she moved her store to just this gorgeous two-story space. It's like this soaring um, bird. Re- re- it's like a soaring bird <laughs> uh, swooping down on you with literature in its yeah. beak. Yeah. And, dump- <laughs> and dumping <laughs> shit knowledge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Into your right out of its cloaca into your cupped hands, yeah, so to speak. Jonathan Livingston Seagull. (laughs) Um, They've got uh, Anne Marie McDonald as the crow flies. That's literally the next bird. I was just trying to do like books. Short circuiting. Yeah, we got to restart. But uh, just unplug me and plug me back in. Uh, But um, yeah. It is um, indigenous owned and operated, and uh, they've got new books, they've got used books, and they've got books right in the middle. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Books that you take it off the shelf, it's new, you look at it for a couple minutes, put it on the used shelf. You've cracked the spine. (laughs) Yeah. You took it into the bathroom with you. Yeah. Uh, So that's kind of a retail dream. And if you don't mind a little segue plug you can, if you get there soon or whenever you get there there will be signed copies of my new novel property values uh it's in the window there i uh, I signed them a while ago and they seem to still be there so (laughs) i think you got time your book just came out it did just but you were just in vice though so those are gonna be flying off the show what did you advice how do you know it's charlie and i was uh (laughs) i was a do (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I was on, you know, uh, didgeridoos and don'ts. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was on didgeridoo. Oh, that's yeah, great. Because I had my didgeridoo. Um, <laughs> they just stop you on the street and they're like, are you, are you packing? And you're yeah. like, of course, brah. And you like whip out a retractable didgeridoo. <laughs> yeah. The most expensive kind. Um, so, uh, yeah, no, I got interviewed in Vice. Oh wow! And uh, it was very—it was a really great interview. A guy named Asher Penn, 
and he uh, just asked very, very good questions. Oh, that must have been a nice change. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is really like when interviews are one of those, because I've done a couple of like radio, like I did a radio interview with a guy who had... So just clearly, yeah. Like he was like, property value. Or it. so, you know, so tell me what it's like. Uh, tell me what it's like to uh, have traffic on the ones. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just very. Uh, so it was very nice to have uh, a nice interview uh, with someone who had read the book. That's wonderful. Yeah. Awesome. Mm-hmm. So property values by Charlie Demers. Mm-hmm. Uh, just fresh out. Yeah. And Charlie, when do you not make things? Yeah. When are you not? Like you are <laughs> part of a uh, like a, a amazing children's show uh, as the main voice, main character. You write a book a year, basically. You do stand up. You have a you podcast. You made another human being <laughs> who you seem to spend a lot of time with. I when just are spend you a lot of time not with her. working. Uh, I I mean, I wouldn't say I've had a healthy work life balance. Okay. Do you sleep? I I uh, I do. I haven't very well for the last little bit but i i tend to sleep maybe too much um i don't uh it's been it's you're driven a lot by fear right mm-hmm. or, but don't you find that paralyzing yeah don't you find that paralyzing <laughs> that's my problem no one's gonna like me don't aren't try. you aren't don't you frozen trying. with the insecurities <laughs> um yeah it's no it is yeah fear can be paralyzing or it can be motivating Teach i want that one us um, <laughs> mentor us uh, no i mean i would say all we do is podcast <laughs> no you you're you no know, this is I'm you both do you write Very and slowly. you uh, perform and you uh musician, you musician. I, just, I drink some gin sometimes if i can stomach it you consume gin <sighs> well um, i just want to uh, say that well, like the book is really exciting but also you are very uh, good. Yeah. Oh, and stuff. That's very kind. Thank and, you very yeah. much. Yeah. I like this is how behind I feel like I bought your last book and I haven't even read it no. yet. <laughs> I mean, that's the most important thing is the, the buying part. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> I'm doing um, my part. Yeah. When people ask me to borrow Charlie's books, I say no. Oh, that's buy very your, kind. Buy Thank your you. own buy it. fucker is what yeah. you say. Sometimes people will, like as a compliment, they'll say to you, they're like, I have lent it out to everyone in my office. And you're like, oh, Yeah, thanks. I know. And then I was like, did you even read the copyright page? Oh, I I'm made it. I um, mistakenly, speaking of seagulls, uh, I one time <laughs> met Ty Seagal. Uh, or Ty Siegel, whatever is, I don't know how his name is pronounced, like cool grunge rock man. And I was, I had a broken hand at the time and, but I still really wanted to go to a show. I had broken it like the day before and I was like, I still have tickets. So I like met him at the Biltmore. You <laughs> didn't lose the tickets. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't say on these tickets, you can't go with a broken hand. <laughs> Fuck you. Uh, <laughs> So I I met him and I told him how much I loved his album. And I told him, I've made so many copies of your albums for people. And he was like, oh, cool. That's really cool. And then afterwards, once the T3s wore off, I was like, what a fucking idiot. I can't believe I told him that. That was such an asshole. That's one of the worst things about meeting somebody you'd really admire. Like, it's easy to be around Charlie because we know he's our friend too. But there's almost nothing that you can say that will feel right. And that's why most of the times when I do meet someone who I admire who is a celebrity or something, I just totally play it cool and pretend that I don't even know who they are. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because I... I always order a drink from them and I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I thought she would be. (laughs) 
So you're like, I'm Brooke Shields. <laughs> I don't know why. I, why is she the first celebrity I think of? There's um, a reason. <laughs> eyebrows. You were thinking about eyebrows. I'm always thinking about She's eyebrows. The iconic. Um, I don't think I've ever model. seen her in anything. Oh what? no, <laughs> I saw her. I saw her in a little film called. Uh, Suddenly Susan. No. <laughs> the movie. She's in that movie with Kiefer Sutherland and Reese Witherspoon. That is Legally like, Blonde. No, it's like a retelling of uh, uh, Little Red Riding Hood. <sighs> Three Men and a Baby. <laughs> <laughs> no. Anyway, yeah. A no, retelling of Little Red it's Riding really Hood. Good. Oh, it's called Freeway. But like, so. Uh, Reese Witherspoon is Little Red Riding Hood and she's like this little teen hitchhiker and the big bad wolf is uh, Kiefer Sutherland and he's like a he's creepy predator who like wants to do terrible things. Uh, and I think uh, Brooke Shields uh, meets in plays a herself. timely end. She, yeah, she plays like peak 90s lady, like big hair, big eyebrows. Anyway. She in, she, her, no career has ever had so many chances, I feel. Yeah. But didn't she... Do it? She, she did, did it. Yeah. She's successful. Nice. Yeah, because it's not like a... On the count of three, did Brooke Shields do it or not? <laughs> she did One, it. One, two, oh. three. She did, did it! it! Totally <laughs> did it. Congratulations, uh, Brooke Shields. She even was used as an example by my mother-in-law to my uh, thick-eyebrowed wife when she was a child. Okay. Of mm. like, Lucky. don't worry. Beauty you, standard. Don't worry. Got, yeah. You're a hottie. Big well, I wish my mom had done does. that instead of plucking my eyebrows within an inch of their existence. Your mom plucked your eyebrows? When I was 13, maybe? What? And she's like, I'm tired of it. Look, you looking like you're frowning all the time. Oh, But I was frowning all the time. Yeah, it's not the eyebrows, mom. Rough yeah. time at school and at home. It is different things. Um, what yeah. are we even talking about? I'm so sorry. I went Let's off do on a segment. Brooke Shields <laughs> tangent. Um, anyway, I was going to say, I just pretend that celebrities aren't celebrities. And then I think they like get mad because they're like, don't you know who I am? <laughs> I can't imagine anyone saying, don't you know who I am? Like, do you know who I am? Because oh, you're just totally walking into like, because what's the good answer? Yes, I know who you are. And I'm still treating but you I like this. Don't care. Or <laughs> no, I don't know who you are. Who are you? I feel like after doing like a couple of years of as a stand up and having to see other stand ups ass kissing anyone from out of town or any celebrity at like yeah uh even before that because i worked on like high-end shops where occasionally like a really famous hockey player would buy something or a really famous artist would be in or like i get to make a bouquet for a Celine Dion. um really for real wow and um what what'd you put in there everything it was the most expensive bouquet i've ever made really five hundred dollars have we never discussed this before yeah, I had to deliver it to her room at the Forum. She was performing for two nights back-to-back, sold-out shows. Anyways, uh, Celine Dion, huge, huge, huge rigor up. Um, and huge in the world now. She's amazing. Yeah, just like physically, she's like eight feet tall. Yeah, she's very tall. She's quite, People don't realize that. She's quite uh What is that disease she has? Tall, Tallsman's. <laughs> yeah. Tallsman's. Yeah. Uh, please sign our petition to get it turned into tall's persons <laughs> it's 2018 guys. i mean obviously it would be just called uh tall's celine Zion disease yeah now yeah cdd yeah. <laughs> help she's, us help us fight cdd svp 
Yes, I'm the same. Like, I just wouldn't say, I don't say anything. Although I've had moments where it has been really nerve-wracking, like meeting Maria Bamford when I was doing stand-up. Three years old. Yeah, I mean, I was tiny, and the microphone kept falling. I kept crying, and I was wearing a diaper still, which was a bit past past the time most kids were wearing diapers. Maria was seven, and she's already really good at stand-up and good at voices, and I don't do voices. She had, like, an adult diaper on, and so you were all... She was wearing a (laughs) pull-up. You were like, do you ever wear diapers on stage? And she was like, "Mm, depends. (laughs) (laughs) Let's do a segment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what do you want to do, Charlie, um, we can do the ticket. We can do chili peppers. We can do honking on Bobo. <laughs> we can do a new segment, Realm of the Skelly Ghost. <laughs> we or, don't know what it is, but we can figure it out. <laughs> or what was the other one? Jay was like, <laughs> Jay wanted to expecting July. Like, <laughs> that's really <laughs> funny. Jay had another one called Acceptable Sauces, and oh, I, I like that a lot. That's pretty good. All Should right, two acceptable sauces. Yeah, we're gonna start at this. <laughs> this episode okay so exclusive sesquicentennial (laughs) new content dropping now (laughs) i can hear it coming in the air oh yeah oh boy I can feel it coming in the air. Oh, yeah. I can feel it seeping in my dangler. All right. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. I'm sick. <laughs> okay. Acceptable sauces. Acceptable sauces. Acceptable sauces. I'm going to show everyone who the boss is. What can stay? What gets So this is a segment in which we discuss sauces that uh, would survive Thunderdome. I don't know. <laughs> what? I don't know. Okay. Uh, what is okay? What is like a strongest so- like the strongest <laughs> sauce? Like which sauce would beat out other sauces? <laughs> or what is it? What counts as a sauce that you're allowed to put on something? Oh well, yeah, like <laughs> let's expand the definition of sauce. Acceptable sauces. Well, is ketchup a sauce? In Ke- oh, yeah. in Quebec French. Sauce, it's gravy. Why? Oh, yeah. Gravy is sauce. Sauce. Brown sauce. You just buy a a can of sauce. Sauce. There's no name. It's yellow. It's really good. Saying he brought sauce. Wait, it's yellow? No, the can's yellow. Oh, the really good one. Yellow gravy? You've sublimated a memory of someone pissing on your potatoes. Whole breakdown. Piss on my potatoes. Oh, to piss. Um. Anyways, I was going to say there's this whole like disagreement like years and years ago in the Stop Podcasting Yourself group about how is it great? It's like, is it poutine sauce or gravy? And I was like, we call it sauce. And they're like, no, it's gravy. And I'm like, Wah. why can't it be both things at the same time, though? It's not. <laughs> it's like it is and it isn't. And it's and like if you buy it, it's called sauce. It's not poutine gravy in a can. But it like does the purpose of the gravy in a poutine. Yeah, yeah it's sauce. Yes. Yeah. So it's good. Um, so acceptable sauce. But getting back on track, um, is mayonnaise an acceptable sauce? Oh, oh not remotely. No? Okay. 
What well, about Japanese mayonnaise? Well, now you just make me sound okay. racist. <laughs> you fucker. <laughs> no, because to me... Why are I... you buying Japanese mayonnaise <laughs> when we got mayonnaise plants in Detroit shutting down? <laughs> well, now I do think Wow, now I racist. feel bad. <laughs> a ketchup is a sauce, but... Mayonnaise? Ketchup is a condiment. To me, oh... But depends see, on how is you... it an acceptable sauce? It's your lifestyle choices. Uh, you know what? It is an acceptable sauce. <laughs> right. Because almost by definition, I've used it as, so if I don't have any pizza, which I never do. <laughs> I don't like, I make it sound like I have a pizzeria. And sometimes, hey, sometimes I run out of pizza sauce. Oh, that could be like I, a great next step for you. But I, <laughs> it's true. But I have a great last step for me. Um, Final plunge. Uh, sometimes if I'm making kind of a little mini pizza at home on a pita i'll put ketchup onto the pita that is delightful. and then some oregano uh, I, and a bit of olive oil and i put it in the toaster oven. trying not to laugh but i appreciate that so much because i it's acceptable sauce but it's literally that's an acceptable sauce i grew up making mini pizzas as a child and thinking it was like the height of decadence and a mini how did pizza, you make them well, we got the recipe for mini pizzas from, I think, the craft uh, oh. free calendar that my dad got from working at Save on Foods. And mini pizzas, it was like a special. Which Save on Foods did your dad work at? Uh, he worked at the one in Richmond. Oh, my dad answered the dispatch 911 call when the, the roof, uh, collapsed roof collapsed in Burnaby. My Save dad helped set up that store, and that's where we did shop because I grew up in Burnaby. Uh, weirdly, in North Burnaby, what we truck over to Metrotown. Really? Because they didn't have a safe. No, yeah, it's all Safeway territory out there. That was new, there. like right before we moved away. Like I think, like 2000, they built the Brentwood safe on. Anyway, this is not cool radio. <laughs> this isn't radio either. Um, oh, shit. Fuck. Shit. We're not hey, we got traffic coming up on the ones, and we got mm. uh, weather on the twos, mm. and we got. Requests on the threes <laughs> and bequests uh, on the fours. <laughs> Have you ever recently died and want to leave us something? We've got bequests <laughs> on the fours. That would be in this with the age acceptable of population. Sauce. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway. Cream cheese. Is cream cheese an acceptable sauce? <sighs> like minimally. It's yes or no. We've been talking about a lot about Quebecois culture, and I feel this has triggered a memory of, and trigger is the appropriate, uh, <laughs> when my um, trucker uncle Michel, uh, who's a firefighter now, uh, mm, but was at this time um, Bonjour, uh, <laughs> a truck driver, he made uh, he made me macaroni and cheese by just melting cheese whiz on two. See, that's acceptable sauce. That is an acceptable sauce. That is like an oh, amazing good. That's like Velveeta, basically. It's no, it's thing. way saltier. Did you Cheese know? Whiz is ultra salt. Yeah, yeah you're right. And you so know what? Salty. I didn't even think about it, but that is exactly what Cheese Whiz tastes like is salt. My dad used to make this. It was. It's very delicious. And he only knew cheese how to- Cheese Whiz on toast. Cheese Whiz on toast with, with a, like a bit of bacon. Oh, what? Yeah, and he yeah, would broil yeah. it. He only was in charge of doing a couple of – he was in charge of breakfast when we were kids. Um, and my mom did like lunches and dinners or dinners. she was like, you can't fuck this up, right? <laughs> yeah. So like he made scrambled eggs and he made that thing. He made fried bologna, which my mother was oh, so mortified. Yeah. So Did delicious. he do a little Pac-Man wedge into the like – He didn't. He actually just cut it into triangles, which is perfect when you're oh, a kid. Oh, wow. Yeah. So delicious. And then my mom would be so embarrassed because it was like, you know, working class food and – 
she had wanted us to have better food, but like we did not want better food than what my dad was making. But that's what kids want. They just want pop tarts. My grand papa David would barbecue bologna. In that's slices. the thing, and like my dad grew like up in, in Lachine, yeah. And my dad grew up in Lachine. He grew up in like a working class neighborhood. He, he's his dad died when he was really young. So like, what he kind of knows how to do, it's like, yeah. kind of like very basic cooking and stuff that he would do when his mom wasn't around. WD forty also- on a cracker, <laughs> <laughs> acceptable sauce. <laughs> well, okay, to me. So yeah, mayonnaise- I can see the cheese was not being good on pasta because I've never had it in that sort of that no. But I have very fun memories of that product. you were just getting up and leaving. You were like, that's <laughs> yeah. it, I'm no, out of here. But I wasn't disgusted enough to put down the microphone. <laughs> I, mean, I have like- sort of a more modern day acceptable sauce I struggle with, which is uh, there's a company out here. There's a very old vegetarian restaurant out here. And it is very old when you go inside. The you're Nam. like, God, please clean this place. The Nam makes this miso gravy, which is so delicious on some things. But it can go really wrong on a lot of other things. Oh, you mean... Uh- this acceptable sauce? Yeah, Nom I love it. Gravy. So good. Tangy. It's got to be the tangiest One of like gravy. the four things we have. Okay, so this acceptable sauce is my favorite sauce. Kewpie, Japanese mayo. Mm-hmm. It's so good. I put it on pizza. I'm a weird person, but because that's what the mini pizza But that's not the only thing was. on your pizza. So it's not an acceptable sauce. But I but it is it's the main it's like you know how people have dipping sauces for their pizza that's not a whole sauce though but do you find that acceptable yeah yeah okay i was never into dipping sauces until i think i met jay the an acceptable sauce has to be able to make the meal edible on its own so like that's why i have the mayonnaise on the pizza because there's already sauce on the pizza though but i don't the tomato sauce i would like happily wipe off but i'm too lazy and so you're saying well i don't think laziness is (laughs) I'm just too tired to wipe the sauce okay, off the Hi, I'm too high, okay? <laughs> too high, yeah. Fine, um, I'll admit it. So your feeling is acceptable sauce has to be able to... To elevate... Solo sauce, carry a dish. Yeah. Like it has to be the foundation, or <laughs> like, even on its own, we, would you just have bread and ketchup? Uh, no. I would you know just have would? bread and mayonnaise. Kara would, my wife. Okay. She would eat. This is a very typical segment. I would have bread and ketchup. And I feel like it's getting heated. She and I should hang out. (laughs) My mom used to sometimes make me shredded cheese sandwiches, which was just grated cheddar cheese held together in a sandwich with ketchup. (gasps) That sounds so good. And it was not good. No, but that that does sound good. Like the texture of it alone. This is very controversial. My friends growing up, the the Triber clan would have dynamite sandwiches, and I loved them, and it was... Mustard, relish, and ketchup on white bread. Was it called dynamite because it would just make you blast out your butt? No, <laughs> totally the, the opposite. That's the way bread affects my body. Um, constipation. The- well, yeah, we all pieced it together. Guys, We've all listen to Young and Sick. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, okay, acceptable sauce. I was going to present Nana Miso Gravy as a challenging. Yeah, it. It to me, it like pull some things together and then sometimes Jay will put it on something else and I'm like, didn't yeah, it didn't it. work. What do you not like it on? Because I've only had uh, nom gravy at the nom with oh. the fries. or yeah. at the, and, it, and in that situation, it's always a positive. I feel like totally. on a rice mush, it's really good. Yeah, on a rice mush, it's really good, but on a noodle with no, nothing not else on in a it, not good at yeah. all. Because like, sometimes we'll have udon and we used to have a miso base with it and then we stopped having the miso and now we just do udon. And so sometimes we're like, let's put gravy on it. Nope, bad. Well, the other thing too is last night I made a really nice uh, dish with with, like spicy tofu, avocado, 
miso gravy and pumpkin soba noodles. Marry Ooh. me. And that was really good. That sounds wonderful. But the trick that I learned was you have to put some soy sauce in it. And the little and, and well, there. soy sauce, <laughs> soy sauce is probably the most acceptable sauce because yeah. it makes everything better. I love it. Did Nair ever do as a slogan? Nair do well. <laughs> Nair do well. <laughs> yeah, amazing. Um, uh, is Nair an acceptable sauce? One hundred percent. If you want to have a bad time, <laughs> it's not an acceptable sauce. Your on body. my labia, am yeah. I right, ladies? You are right, Charlie. Okay, well, I think we did the best we could do with this new yeah. segment. Uh, who knows if it'll be back uh, next week? <laughs> do you know that labia are just testicles? Mine are. That never happened. All the way down to my balls. Testicles with nothing that, t- that ever filled them. No, that. So this is there's this a Stephen Jay Gould um, essay about this, but it's the same reason why men have nipples. Yeah, because you all start out with the same stuff yeah. until until halfway. Like you get no, not halfway, but like there's a point <laughs> yeah. halfway in your life and uh, four and a half months. <laughs> um, and so the clitoris is an incipient like penis that doesn't get. I knew to that part, but yeah. I know the yeah. And the labia. No, that makes would ha- or what would come around and fuse in the middle as my balls <laughs> or anyone's balls no That's just yours. amazing yeah. i didn't know that detail guys it always surprises me when people don't understand how somebody can present as one sex but be a different a different sex or have both yeah or have both or, or, or like, like, this is the, this just sorted itself out is insane but the yeah. also thing is that like i think if more young men knew that like on the one hand i think it's it's what accounts for a lot of like so when you have stuff like genital mutilation or whatever mm-hmm. which i'm gonna really try and keep quick on your comedy <laughs> podcast but like let's expand like there you know there's there's a there's a um hostility to the clitoris yeah and i think maybe because it's an incipient penis and viewed as an incipient penis and there's that whole kind of... I think oh. because it's like confusing and mysterious. But I felt like it made me so much better at If you're sex. like, oh, that's... Once you're like, oh, just treat it like a little dick. That's a tiny... Dad, if you're still listening to the podcast, <laughs> sorry, but and and just treat the labia like so. Anything you would want on your balls, do on. Do on to labia what you would have done on to your balls. This makes so much sense. Thank you, Charlie. You should write a sex book next. Thank you for the sex ed. It's this. It's just one (laughs) sheet. And then the rest of it is like, why are there so many chapters about (laughs) ventriloquism in this? poster you bagel i want to up everywhere saying labia is balls <laughs> yeah get it together yeah. people have a ball labia exactly um do you want to do <laughs> puppo of the week sure <laughs> so do you have a puppo yeah um, <laughs> you have to pick your child your wife or hank basically i think i did my child last time I mean, I better to your wife. Arguably, uh, she's only gotten cuter. It's true. Yeah, <laughs> she looks more like you right now. How old is she right uh, now? Yeah, she's four. See, that's and, my uh, favorite age of all children. They've got those little my bangs, favorite age. Yes, those little cheeks, their little teeth. They're so little, <sighs> and they don't I, bite I mean, anymore. She's she's super super cute. Papo, although Kara's a bit of a papo. Yeah, well, you have to family choose Kara. of papos. You can choose anybody, a friend. Okay, an I'll do I'll do Kara. Okay, my it's up, totally up to you. It's just giving you like a just a refresher. It's, Thank you. I have chosen trees before. Hank has been Papa like forever. Yeah, probably fifty episodes in a row. I, he was definitely Papa on the one I did. Yeah, 
He's really like now like super puppo right now. He's like mega puppo. Oh, like- I think I'm um, pushing a pro dog agenda in our household. <gasps> That's so exciting. Uh, yeah. And I'm, Maybe like, you should have are me you over allowed with to have Hank them and to have a talk you with you live? guys. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. The, uh, I would love to bring over Hank. And yeah. also, uh, I do want to come over for wine soon. Um, I was supposed to hang out like with you guys like two months ago. But also, I can ta- walk you through getting a puppy if mm. you guys want a puppy. Because we would have to get a puppy, unfortunately. Because I, I would like to rescue, but allergy-wise, pu- like Paul told me, it's basically impossible. It isn't. Um, no? But it's, it's difficult. Especially because you're a family, your chances are higher. But I do not know that it's the best way to go when you have a young child. That's the other thing I've been yeah. told. Yeah. Although, like, she's, like, I feel like on the upper end of young now. Mm, I think it's usually, like... Often, it would just depend on the dog. Yeah. And there are poodle rescues. Um, I would not, just for allergies, recommend anything that's mixed with a poodle because you never know. Really? And I, uh, th- I think what I want is a standard schnauzer. Oh, oh. okay. Have, you know that they bark a lot, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're amazing dogs. Yeah. A standard schnauzer is a very big dog, though. Just yeah. be careful, though, because my friend got one and uh, it only barked at homeless people. And she was like, fuck, you were trained to hate homeless people. This is terrible. They were bred by the Germans. So, yeah, just be careful. Oh. Root out 15th century <laughs> vagabonds. Is that true? <laughs> no. No. Uh, rats. Schnauzers are on my list. And then my dad, because uh, I was also like, if I'm going to get a dog, it's going to be like hypoallergenic and yeah. a dog I can carry. I really like schnauzers. Um, my friends growing up had a schnauzer and it was one of the best family dogs I ever met. Yeah. It's so sweet. They had a miniature. Her name was Maggie. They're really easy to t- like having a hypoallergenic dog is amazing. I would recommend spending some time with one to make sure you don't react. Yeah. You said- I have spent a lot of time with schnauzers. Oh, cool. Not standard schnauzers, but, um, miniatures. They're very but I've been beautiful told when they're full the size. Kind of, yeah. I, li- I like that. The heft of it. <laughs> yeah. And I think, um, yeah. And I think the barking thing. There's like a lot you can do. Like Hank is barking more as he gets older, mm. but they gets you can kind of like work with dogs. It's just training, mm. and uh, the puppy phase is. I think Hank was particularly difficult, mm. but it's also just one person who even knows like what's going through a dog's mind. Really, I think just scared besides all the time. Uh, Temple Grandin or whatever. But like, I met a dog today who was like licking me and like playing with me and just like barking right in my face the whole time. And I was like, "Do you like this or hate it? I don't know." Yeah. yeah, when Hank's excited, he barks at other dogs to play, but it seems so kind of I feel like bossy. It can, yeah, it can mean like so many different things. Mm-hmm. It's really so much about body language. He's with a them. million different people from one day to the next. So <laughs> he, he contains <laughs> multitudes. Yeah. Um, so There's Charlie, a million different people from one day to the next. <laughs> I can't change. Bittersweet Symphony. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. So, Charlie, who's your pup of the week? Well, uh, I for my puppo, I choose my uh, wife, Kara. My wife? <laughs> to quote Borat. <laughs> my wife. I, no phrase has ever been... Ruined more? Like, like just completely hijacked. Like, 
like Austin Powers was for a while. Like if yeah. somebody said to you, like, "Oh, behave," or like, yeah, because people were dropping that or "Yeah, stuff. baby," or like, what did he say? "Yeah, baby," I think so. Groovy. Yeah, groovy. <laughs> but like, then it dies down. You can't say the phrase "my wife" without people going "my wife." <laughs> That is inherently funnier than Austin Powers, too. Did he also say, want a shag? Shagadelic. Oh, shagadelic, Guys, baby. like, when Austin Powers came out, I had, like, the weird interactive screensavers. Like, I was into it. Wow. Because I was probably, like, 12 years old or something, and I was Not like, an this, excuse. this is... The culture that I this is the culture that I choose to assimilate, You're, but like, yeah, yeah. no, it's it Austin Powers kid one was, is pretty funny, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, and also it was just really colorful and yeah, that's like it's I like think those movies aren't meant to age well. Like very no. few comedies like that. Well, it came out before the invention of VHS or DVD, so no one was really thinking they'd ever watch it again. Well, it didn't <laughs> come out before the invention of VHS. <laughs> Uh, I liked it so much that when Austin Power <laughs> gold like member Powers. Came out, Austin Power. I know it. I think I know it's called Austin, Austin Power. Power. Austin Power and your Netflix. Austin Power is just the electric company in Texas. <laughs> it's the Austin pa- No, they're constantly getting phone calls from Excuse me, are you the spy? Oh, like when there's like a, a tornado or it's called like El Nino and then a guy named Al Nino he's getting like threatened. Yeah. Why? That really happened. Fuck you, stop hurting my family. Totally. Oh my gosh. That's one of the funniest and saddest and like if you're gonna take the temperature of a country. Phoning. Wait, that's a real thing that I happened? can't believe it. happens every time that's a good that joke anything from is from weekend update from like 1996. It's a real thing. I remember when the whole um cuz I was off I've been off Twitter for uh, yeah, why? almost a year since July. I only noticed like 2 weeks ago. Did you really? So many times um, I've gone to like try to communicate with you and I'm like, "How do I reach Charlie except for through text?" Yeah, but you've got text. That's the most intimate. Twitter is not the only text-based But sometimes I want to promote something that Charlie's doing yeah. or whatever, and that's my biggest audience. You, oh, well, you and then you had your hashtag me. You hashtag. Had, you're still checking your hashtags? Chucky D. Yeah, well, no, I don't check them, but people will find but, I, but so, yeah, and I'll take this opportunity, too, by the way, just to say, if you think I've unfriended you on Facebook, I didn't. I'm not on Facebook. Yeah. So I got, so I didn't know, and I, after all the Harvey Weinstein stuff happened, I was like. What stuff? <laughs> So I was like, oh, you know what would be so funny is I wonder if anybody has confused uh, Harvey Firestein with Harvey Weinstein. And then I checked, like I Googled, and apparently for just a month and a half straight, Harvey Firestein's entire life was just going, I'm not Harvey Weinstein. (laughs) I I didn't even have consensual sex like, with women at I all. Hate like, them. Yeah, yeah. They physically just, disgust me. Yeah. They're <laughs> labia like little balls. <laughs> like, um, please fill them up. But then it just went from being like a thing of where I thought like, oh, wouldn't that be funny? To like, oh, this poor, yeah. poor, poor man. man. Whose name was like uh, for some reason I thought not, he was dead. I didn't even know he was Harvey Wine uh, Firestein? Yeah. I love him. I oh, yeah. He Harvey Firestein is one reason. of the most lovable. And he, Harvey Weinstein, not so much. He narrates no. the documentary, uh, The Times of Harvey Milk, and it's great. Jessica, who's your pup of the week? Oh, I didn't, <laughs> didn't do mine. Tell- 
Um, that was what? the preamble. That we all preambled oh, yeah. away. My wife. Preambling away. Yeah, anyway, so it would be Kara Ng, my wife, away. who uh, has both a new job and a new haircut. And you know what? It's 2018. They can both be important to her. <laughs> but mostly the job. Uh, but she got a, a very short haircut that looks wonderful. It's a bob, right? It's a, yeah, it is. And uh, when our daughter saw it, she started crying. She Aww. and she was like, "Mommy's ugly," and she's like, she hated it so much. And it only took about ten minutes or so. And then the next day, she said, "Because uh, Josephine's hair is very long." Yes. And she said to Kara, "I want to cut my hair too, and then we'll grow it back out together." <laughs> Um, but, uh, so Kara has, uh, she's got a beautiful new haircut and she, uh, has a, uh, substantial new job as the qualitative research coordinator at the BC Center on Substance Use. And she just started it. Cool. And she's loving it. That's great. She gets to really let her hair down. No, it's not really. (laughs) She don't let your hair down, but she doesn't have to because she's got a haircut. That's great. Well, that solves that problem. So she's my... She's my papo, which doesn't sound empowering, uh, but I mean it I know, in an empowering every time, way. Every time I choose a person I know to be a papo, I'm sort of like, I hope you don't find this as an insult because yeah. usually I'm talking about dogs, but like, I love you as much as I love dogs is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Basically. In a yeah, good way. It's quite a place of yeah. honor. Yeah. In an erotic way. <laughs> yes. Mm. Yes. Uh, my papo is, I know he's already been papo of the week before, two weeks ago, when our guest was Sonia. Uh, she talked about meeting a little ferret named Nathan. But uh, this Saturday, I spent all, basically all afternoon and evening in Pandora Park, hanging out with former guest Regan Taylor. Got that tiny chair that I was talking about getting. Best decision I ever made. Hate sitting on the ground. My body was not made for it. Uh, but we were hanging out and like the sun was just getting to that beautiful golden hour moment. And all of a sudden I saw a woman with a ferret <laughs> and I just looked, I like honed in and it was like Terminator, uh, you know, like red readout, like, uh, woman located with ferret acquired researching database for name. And I just like looked at her and like before I had even started saying the sentence i was like i don't know the name of this ferret but i know that sonia talked about it on the podcast so i was like is that nathan and she was like how did you know and so i knew that was like the secret key wow. that i could use to unlock to like immediately go meet the ferret so i was with former guest all-time number one guest loren smith uh sorry, and jay sorry. <laughs> sorry she's been on four times yeah um Jay and Regan and we all just like gravitated towards this ferret and I felt bad for the owner. Uh, she's a lovely lady named Paige and she was like, how do you know Nathan? And then I had to be like, real, and I was, you know, I had been drinking in a park for a while. Um, so I was just like, I have a podcast and it, <laughs> there's a segment called Puppo of the Week and he's been Puppo before. And she was like, no, 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 it's cool. I have a podcast too. And I was like, oh, of course. Yeah. You got to have one. Uh, so I don't know the name of her podcast, but it's about Podcasts like. Podcasts are like the new ferrets. Yeah. <laughs> it's like we've all got a ferret, <laughs> if you know what I mean. But I, I mean, like Sonia talked about him already on the podcast, but I feel like he, like he is 
gorgeous. He's this beautiful tube that looks like a red panda. Uh, he's seven years old, which is like a senior citizen for a ferret. And he just immediately gravitated towards Loren and Jay, who are both like animal whisperers. They're both giants. And uh, I feel yeah, like I didn't realize that Jay was so tall. And I saw him say, well, how tall is he? He like, unfolded from the couch yeah. and you were like, oh, uh, he's 6'3". Uh, 6'3", three? Six three, yeah. It's only notable because I am not that height. But 6'3 is a tall on an absolute scale. Yeah, it's it's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I feel like we... And then he's relationally even taller. Yeah, our relationship is like a bit taller. And then when he's holding a ferret, which is slimming. Yeah. <laughs> unless, was he holding it horizontally? It's a couple of tubes. Well, Nathan uh, just like collapsed into Jay's lap. And uh, it was funny because Paige, the owner of the ferret, the ferret in my lap never collapses. If you know what I'm saying, I'm just gonna <laughs> play, play a little video for you both of him. No, you don't have to put the. <laughs> it's just Aww. he's just amazing. They really do. They're like smaller otters, and he, he was yawning so much, and he like went over to Jay and basically did did behavior that uh, the owner, Nathan's owner, kept saying like. He never does this for anyone. It's so weird that you're that you're eliciting this behavior from him. Like he's doing his most intimate behavior. Like he crawled inside Jay's elbow and just like poked his. He poked did. his. <laughs> he, poked his he poked. He probably did. I mean, he was crawling all over his lap. But anyway, uh, Nathan is now my like number one. Like, and the next day, I just kept being like Nathan. I would just Jay and I like throughout the day would just call out Nathan, and then we were talking with Regan and Loren the next day is being like, remember Nathan? Remember how magical? And it was just that beautiful golden hour lighting too, where everything feels like special. Just nothing, nothing's bad could ever happen in this world. Like everything's golden. Yeah. We're having a good time. There's a bit of that going around right now. And it's that perfect temperature. It's like the, you know, like 22 degrees. And then Nathan ruined it by saying something racist. (laughs) Like the little ferret. He like goes, Chinese drivers. Yeah. He just, came out as an anti-Semite. And you're like, Nathan! <laughs> Nathan! I know you're a senior citizen, but that's not okay to talk about. Yeah, you're only seven. <sighs> but in ferret years, that's like, you know. My, uh, another different Quebecois uncle had a ferret. He, they had ferrets, too. Not Cheese Whiz uncle. Cheese Whiz? <laughs> not not uh, Cheese Whiz uncle. Mon oncle. Mon oncle Michel, puis mon oncle Yannick. Oh my Yannick. god, Yannick is such a Quebecois name. Yeah, and he had... Uh, he had uh, ferrets. Le petit. Ferret. I have to say that ferrets make me nervous, but Nathan doesn't. I know. That's the thing. Is like I used to be friends in – like I had some family friends who lived in Port Moody. And of course, they had like eight ferrets. Uh, mm, why is that of course? <laughs> that's a Port Moody. <laughs> what else are you going to do? Like there's oh. no – like you've got you just, the space. If they have eight ferrets, you have to get eight ferrets. Like you have the space. Nine ferrets. You've got extra rooms in your basement. That's going to be the ferret right, room. The there's ferret the habit room. trail room. Not of course. I mean like, you know, different strokes for different folks. But like for these folks – ferrets ferret stroking uh there was a lot of stroking going on um well it's almost all you can do with a ferret but these ferrets were like they would get into a lot of trouble but this nathan he's just like a gentleman and Paige was telling us that she she never thought she would be a ferret person but she was in abbotsford one day and a man just walked up to her of and course. dumped of course dumped uh a ferret in her arms and she's like i guess i own this ferret now and so it took him to 
took him to a vet and said like uh how old is this guy and they're like oh he's pretty old they cut him open and <laughs> counted the they rings did some exploratory surgery i'm um, sure you're like, gonna get a dog <laughs> <laughs> how old is your dog uh hold on a second because <laughs> i feel like ferrets culturally we think of ferret people as kind of like iguana people mm-hmm. and yet you seem to be describing a responsible citizen, Very, someone likable. Yeah. And her partner was also lovely. I think his name was Mitch. Um, he came over and we were like, oh, like you are not like when Sonia was telling the story. This is my fault. I was, you know, had preconceived notions about who a ferret owner would be. Right. Uh, but they yeah, they were very lovely. And she, she, you know, she seemed a bit embarrassed of being like that lady in the park with a ferret on a harness. But uh, <laughs> it was great. It was, it was just amazing. Like- Mitch, Nathan, and Paige. <laughs> Mitch, Nathan, and Paige. That's beautiful. When you're stroking at the park, <laughs> you gotta hope it's Mitch, Nathan, and Paige. Because otherwise, it's a masturbator. <laughs> wow. Sorry. Uh, no, that's beautiful. That was uh, Mitch, Nathan, and Paige uh, to the tune of Slip Sliding Away by... <laughs> Paul Simon. Um, if you want to follow Nathan on Instagram, he has a page and it's Nathan Ferret Face. Uh, and uh, it's not your average pet page. Like, Does it do his politics come into it? Like, because we've already discussed that he has some well, problematic adopt, don't views. Shop. Support your local shelter. So, so pretty much, yeah. Yeah, that's politics. And mine says shop, don't adopt. <laughs> Get a so, hank, ruin your life. Uh, a bit controversial. <laughs> but anyway, it's beautiful. Like, they're, they're great at taking photos. So it's not one of those ones where it's like, me and my mommy are going to the, you know, like, it's like actually a civil sort of thing. You're like, you don't, you don't have to. You don't have to hate yourself by following them. So just oh, right. follow well, that must them. must be a nice change. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just Mitch. Uh, no, not Mitch. Mitch isn't the ferret. Nathan. No, it's he's just Nathan taking page. pictures of his food. <laughs> it's very, it's very cool. What do ferrets eat? <sighs> long tube shaped things. I don't know. <laughs> just like a big long bean. <laughs> just, you know how all One organisms bean. have to eat things <laughs> in their own shape? Well, why bears eat gummy I bears? Eat dough because my body is made of dough. Um, dough? Not. <laughs> dough? Not. Burner. I eat dough and nuts, basically, because I'm a vegetarian. Uh, oh, man, that sounds good. Enough about Nathan, though. Alicia, who's your popo? My popo of the week is Hank. Um, number one papo, number one papo of he... all time. Sorry, Nathan. <laughs> Does this Nathan. thing? I have to do this thing. He went to the vet in Squamish again, and uh, past papos, past guests, Aaron Gibbs and Chris Benson drove us up there on Saturday morning. Oh, We'd lovely. be there for nine. Whoa. And past papo, Doctor Lane. Yeah, uh, yeah. With his little tattoo of the, the sock. sock. <laughs> I'm gonna ask him on the last last visit what the sock is for. Really? Yeah, I decided because oh. he loves Farside comics and he knew spy versus spy references. I'm sure we've joked around enough. Me like, why do you have a red sock? You tattoo? have made so much progress since our first visit. <laughs> that is, I'm happy. We were just like giggling schoolgirls the first time we met him. He has a tattoo of a red sock. A red sock with no black outline. And it's not like the red sock sock. It's that I like can tell. a. It's like a Christmas stocking. Like, Christmas stocking. It's like a wool sock that your grandma knit for you. <laughs> yeah, and it's little too, and it's on his elbow. 
Yeah, I don't know. And and for sure it's a tattoo? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's there every time. I mean, I don't think he gets up every morning and no, that's what he has to do to get through the day. No, 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 no. It's, it's, it's like, a tattoo. It's, it's beautifully done. <laughs> wow. It's, With no outline. You're yeah. right. That does make it weird. Like Dolly Parton. Full <laughs> <Right. laughs> <laughs> circle. Yeah, so all the past papos happened, but Hank, I have to do this one spinal stretch with him, and it's called a tail pull. So I think I'm doing it right, and Hank seems pretty okay with it. And I had to watch videos, and they only really have – it's done on horses a lot to oh, help whoa. help decompress their spine. And uh, So that's a fun thing because I have to get my hand real close to his anus. Um, you just have to pull his tail? Yeah, in a specific way, which, you know, you know how Hank is. He's full of beans, so we have to yeah. make sure that he's, like, in the right position. Make sure um, the beans don't come out. Yeah, so Hank is my papo. Mm-hmm. All the people, all my friends that have helped with Hank are papos. Um, I have to move desks at work this week and I really, really like a papo that works at work named Olivia and I won't be sitting near her anymore and I'll miss that because it's great when you sit near somebody that it's fun to sit near. Yeah, so you can she's just papo too. roll your eyes at them all day. So yeah. And once a customer made me Sorry. cry and every time like something really bad has happened, she's always been like, what's going on? And then we talk about it for like two seconds and I feel better. That's great. Yeah, I've cried at work twice. And then today I also almost cried because I thought that I'd have to have a discussion about vacation that I didn't want to have. And then it didn't happen. I was glad. Well, you're like being bombarded by strangers all day over the phone who are like sometimes and email, mad. And now social media. I'm taking over the social media oh, customer wow. service. So, And the social media people are the worst. That yeah, I've yeah. never seen anything like the monsters that are on social media. It's like basically a flame war. <laughs> people are so easily – they're so so rude. Anyways, puppos, all about Hank as a puppo. It's crazy. He's been so puppo-like recently, too. He insists yeah. on sitting on me at work. Mm-hmm. So I've learned to type with him sitting on my lap, often Aww. half blocking my face. <laughs> That's great. He's a great dog. Um, okay, so this has been uh, our 150th episode. Uh, also, since ten, Santana. <laughs> also a Sesquis puppo. celebration. <laughs> I was trying to say something sincere. Sorry, sorry. Oh, sorry. Other Papo is Jay Arner for editing yeah. every single episode, oh creating gosh. music for us, yeah, being a support, coming up with great segment ideas, <laughs> acceptable uh, sauces, all the probably hundred guests we've had on plus because we've had a few doubles, mm-hmm. um, all Papos, all the people that listen, you are Papos, Jessica, you're a Papo, you're my Papo, and uh, thanks everybody for listening, uh, and thank you Charlie for being on this podcast. You're thanks for having me. So funny. I'm so tired from laughing. Thank you. <laughs> I know my eyes hurt from crying. So you've got a lot going on. Let's start. What's the name of your podcast? Uh, the podcast is called Well Reds. And it's a monthly podcast R-E-D-S. about? R-E-D-S. <laughs> it's a, a, a communist book podcast. That's awesome. Yeah. Your new book. It's called Property Values. It is a crime novel. Uh, it's a comedy. It's about a group of friends. They live in Coquitlam in the suburbs just out of side of Vancouver and they can't afford to stay in the house where they grew up and so they uh, do a drive-by shooting on the house in order to drive down the asking price and that gets them drawn into a, a real gang war. Holy shit. Yeah. Do you That's so worry funny that you are going to inspire real life events? It's a po- uh <laughs> it's Now that you're in Vice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got to keep going. Hey kids, uh, don't try this. <laughs> Cuz uh, whenever you do any kind of uh cool thing a lot of kids want to be like you. So you're no longer <laughs> Oh, you have your new comedy album? 
The, uh, yeah, a comedy album was called Fatherland. Very funny. Thanks. Thank and, you. Yeah, you know, probably the best under under ten. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what thirty under thirty. Um, <laughs> 30 are you thirty yet? You, no, okay. no, I won't um, be thirty for another seven years. Seventeen years. Thirteen. And you're not on social media in, but do you have a website? I Instagram. I'm on an Instagram. Yeah, Chuck of the Sea. Yeah. Uh, There's a lot of sexy photos on that. A lot of not wearing a shirt. It's the only place I feel comfortable shirtless. No, but not in real life. Never in real life. So do you just take off your shirt for the pictures? And no, put it back it's actually on? photoshopped. He's wearing a full turtleneck, and he just yeah. does the clone. Is it one of those tool. shirts that looks like a body? <laughs> no. It's the opposite. I have one of those bodies that looks like a shirt. <laughs> oh, me too. I've got a body that looks like an ill-fitting uh, grandma sweater. <laughs> That's not true. I uh, I have a body it? that looks like um. I have a body where I feel only comfortable shirtless if I'm in control of the selfie angle. Oh, nice. So that's why you'd see shirtlessness on Instagram never, literally never, unless you're my child or my wife. Will you ever see me? Never. I'll IRL. take either. So- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have a body. Have you ever been to dim sum? Yeah. yeah. Have you ever got the shrimp pocket? That's the only thing that's I can my eat body. There. Yeah, <laughs> it's like transparent, but with like red splotches, like kind of wet. Yeah, <laughs> and you're like try and pick it up, and it just falls down. Yeah. <laughs> well, Charlie, um, you're the best. Oh well, thank you very much for having me. Should I sing us out? Uh, <laughs> yeah, why not? This is Retail Nightmares podcast. Donate to Mitch our Patreon account. <laughs> Mitch Nathan and Pay. Uh, thank you, everyone. We love you. The more you listen, the more you Mitch Nathan and Pay. Mitch Nathan and Pay. So you guys probably do have serious things you want to say no. for your 150 sign up. Sign off. Sign off. Sign off. Sign up for a newsletter. I get a sign off. This has been Retail Nightmares Podcast. Please buy Charlie's new book. Book. <laughs> it's a book. It's a book. Okay, good night. Thank you. Good night. Bye. Thanks for having me. This is Mitch Nathan. Gotta be the longest episode ever. <laughs> many, I have so many cousins in <laughs> Quebec. It's like they're they're all yeah. There's a yogurt company named after you guys. Tall and beautiful. I don't think that's related to me. It is now. What about Guidelil? No. No, but I I did have an uncle Guy, um, but that that was his name, but not not same guy. It's a common name, but uh, yeah, no, they're all they're all like Monique and Celine, and like they're all beautiful Chantal? and tall. Jean-Pierre. Uh could be. Jocelyn. I don't know. So Why? shouldn't you have been named Jessique? <laughs> you, you. That's the, technically the, the French French version, yeah. J-E-S-S-I-Q-U-E. Uh, <laughs> Jessique. I like it. Me too. This month, this, this season from Jessique. <laughs> you can introduce me. Yeah. All right. Um, bonjour, je, Jessique. <laughs> Je m'appelle Jessique. Bonjour Jessique. <rire> Salut. J'étais anciennement danseuse pour Mitsu, puis après ça, <rire> j'ai mené une carrière indépendante. <rire> Jessique. I didn't oh, oui. get any of that. Um, I, I... I said um, <laughs> originalmente I was dancers for Mitsu, but then I make a career of independence from my own 
Jessica. <laughs> I think in Quebec they'd still say solo. Solo. <laughs> there we go. But it would be spelled S O L E A U. Solo. 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 Solo.